at Fanboy Planet Podcast. Here we are on uh, July 12th, the week before some of us leave for Comic-Con. So it's kind of the Comic-Con preview I have with me. This is Derek McCaw, by the way. Uh, Mario Anima, How's the uh, Lost expert, or rather our expert on Lost. and uh, Or just expertly lost. Or expertly <laughs> lost, either way. Nice. Uh, and uh, our guest today, uh, Lon Lopez, from uh, the website Moron Life. That is correct. Uh, thank you for having me, Derek. <laughs> oh, thank you for being had. And so, can I also say that fanboyplanet.comics is my favorite place to buy comics? That's right. We are podcasting from fanboyplanet.comics. We were, we were going to ease into the plugs. So but sure, what the hell? Why not? Uh, the store so cool, you can't find it. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a well kept it's a well-kept secret. Uh, but if you go to the, the website, it's there. Even uh, us. Yeah, if anybody wants to actually dig up the address so we can say it, that would be lovely. But we are in Santa Clara. <laughs> it's in a strip mall next to Juicy Burger. That's right. Five doors down from Juicy Burger. And Lloyd's of London? Or what was that other one? Or Lloyd's of, yeah, Lloyd's of London. We are insured. There we go. We are at 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105, Santa Clara, California, with a phone number of 244-2683 with a 408 area code. Ask for Steve. He'll mock you. All right. So we, be, we are going to avoid the World of Warcraft conversations and Instead, uh, beginning with our uh, San Diego preview, uh, somebody somewhere, we still do not know where this came from, but somebody has the Heroclix Spectre exclusive figure that is going to be available at Comic-Con, as well as, I believe, Gen Con, and is Dragon Con after that? I think I lose track of anything that's not in California. Mm. But this is one beautiful piece, so already we all know what we want and cannot afford to have. (laughs) Can, Can we also describe the size of the Heroclix Spectre? This is... Uh, That's original size. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's practically actual size of the Spectre. That, is, is that like a foot tall? Smaller than I'd say about it. I'm so bad at this. Uh, it's about a foot tall with uh, with tortured souls uh, erupting from it in a clear yellow like the Sinestro figure. That's taller than the Sinestro figure, though. Absolutely. That looks to me like the biggest Heroclix uh, And Heroclix ever. are normally how big now? Like an inch? What, an inch, inch and a half, too. Yeah. So this you know. just dominates. Yeah, and they have a series of giant hero clips coming, which I believe are only like four inches tall. So this really puts that to shame, too. Wow. Uh, so well, if you put it in retrospect, this is actually taller than Galactus, the hero clip. Oh, this is right. This is taller than the Galactus hero clips, which was the available. Has been laid. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> been thrown down. That was uh, that. That was Adam Worrell, uh, who uh, is also here. Uh, I don't know how to describe. I don't know how to describe Adam. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here too much. He's a customer at uh, FanboyPlanet.comics. Uh, he is the norm of FanboyPlanet.comics. Uh, everybody knows his name. So, <laughs> so now I know it. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, so we know that uh, the HeroClix, the WizKids booth, is going to be one of the places that's always. Are they going to be giving this out? Uh, you sell them. You line up. You get the right to a raffle ticket. I believe it's uh, minimum. Uh, I think it's a hundred dollars for wow. this Ooh. figure. Because uh, last year the Phoenix, which was about half this size, was I think seventy-five. So I, I think I had read that this was a hundred dollars, and so it's if, a beauty. If the size doesn't put fear into your soul, the price definitely will. Definitely does, but. You know, they, they count on it. I mean, people save up for this, and, and they're ready. To if I can ask, I've never played Hero Picks before, but if you buy a figure this big, do you pretty much win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy it and guaranteed win. No, well, you, actually, you can actually lose. Oh, wow. Because the Hero Clicks goes on a point rating system of how many points you can play. Mm. So if you use the maximum on here, which is the Spirit of Vengeance, 
it's only 1,800 points. A guy could build an army worth 1,800 points to face you, yeah. whereas you can only attack one person. He can use everything else to attack mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Uh, as the more you get hit, the weaker you get. So... Yeah, oh, people, it's a pretty impressive piece. You can still lose. If you played with a Sentinel or Galactus, yeah, I played a game that. against the Sentinel, and we made uh, Fanboy Planet staffer Vishal Saman cry when he put his Sentinel down. We all ganged up on him and, <laughs> and destroyed him. Uh, <laughs> so I actually played with the Sentinel last week when I had the Hero Clips tournament. Did you cry afterwards? No, I actually almost won. Okay, so Adam almost but won the Hero Clips tournament. Time, um, of course, the person who was playing was borrowing the Galactus or the Sentinel front was Nat, who owns the Spectre right here. And uh, well, now we know. He that's Nat Spectre. He did not tell. Oh yeah. It's Nat Spectre. We he don't know who Nat is. That I could ca- the Sentinel could capture mutants and walk away with them. Mm-hmm. And so after I killed off his guy. Well, so even well in hero clicks, evil loses. Right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. uh, Good but cheating still helps. Uh, so, uh, so you guys, I mean, uh, we've got uh, Mario's going to be kind of holding down the fanboy planet. I will board from the website. Uh, he doesn't even know this yet. Uh, while while we're playing in San Diego, uh, what would you like us to to do besides die? Forgetting to go to San Diego uh, Comic Con. Yeah, and well, a grisly death would be nice, but um, basically, I, I mean, we've kind of talked about it, I, you know, the Lost producers, Damon Lindelof, uh, is definitely going to be uh, in attendance, so if we can try and snag any kind of exclusive information, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, Sam Jackson. Yeah, rumor has it we're going to we, get a face-to-face with Sam Jackson. So, well, it's know, only rumor at this point. Rumors abound, but, but uh, yes, and if you could get him with a snake, it might be even cooler. Yeah, well, so so, so technically, do. you'd have to take snakes on a plane with you to yes. get snakes. I'm driving, so uh, I think well, it uh, will be okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, how about the worm in a bottle of tequila? We are close that, to uh, well, Tijuana. There you go. You could do that. The yeah. man would probably want to go there. Yeah. 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 So I concur. And what is more on life opening? We're just going. I'm pronouncing it so politely, like more on life. No, it's it's really, more, more on life. <laughs> it's uh, not an NPR piece. No, <laughs> uh, we're going. For the uh, the chicks and the partying, pretty much. So uh, wait, the, there's chicks there, right? Or, uh, oh. There are, uh, which is one thing to say. That uh, truthfully, uh, and Howard Chaikin has complained of this, that there are more uh, attractive women uh, every year that are they're not there because they're paid to be at booths, but actually uh, the Comic Con and, and I'm sure all the convention scene has definitely shifted. Well, that's actually a piece we're going to be kind of uh, developing while we're down there. Is that you know, is Comic-Con not just for geeks anymore, you know what I mean, and just, just how it's mainstream appeal. So we're going to be interviewing some, 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 let's say, normal folks. Those were quotes. For those <laughs> yes. <that> can't <laughs> you can't see the fingers. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to do a little side piece to see, you know, how mainstream the Comic-Con has got, because it definitely is, as they're calling it, the... Was it the biggest pop It's culture? the celebration of popular arts. While yeah. it's still considered Comic-Con, mm. they, they advertise it in the streets as the celebration of popular yes. arts. Yes. Which basically means show up in your cosplay costumes and uh, check out all the latest summer films in you know, the next couple of years. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And you're going to show up in your cosplay costume? That's the trick. See, I'm not going, but I'm really going. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have developed a Mario suit. It's very plush. Uh, and, uh, I think uh, Goodson's going to wear it. So uh, that'll be great. Is it form-fitting? It is form-fitting. <laughs> Photos of Goodson in the suit would be very slick. <laughs> you have to imagine it's chartreuse, and it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. <laughs> no. 
because he, he rarely does. Uh, but um, <laughs> how about yourself, Derek? What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, already I've been inundated by emails from video game companies, which is always ironic to me because I'm such a lame gamer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll be doing uh, sitting down with somebody from Telltale Games, which is doing a bone. Uh, Jeff Smith's Bone uh, oh. video game. Uh, not Jeff Smith's bone. Uh, <laughs> just I thought that it. had something to do with no. the chicks. I no. Okay. Oh. Remember we talked about oh. the thing earlier? <laughs> so, I apologize to Derek's wife. It's all right. Okay. So anyway, uh, so so that and then there's uh, some company. I think it's Konami is doing a a video game of Marvel superheroes trading cards. So Which the concept of video games about trading cards always puzzles me. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of intrigued mm. to find that out. But I, you know, for me, it's always kind of interesting to just find uh, little out of the way, uh, little small press things that I would never look at here. And quite honestly, you know, um, I, I look, I talk to these guys, and it's cool to just meet people that I would never have thought of before. And if we get that fabled Samuel L. Jackson interview, then that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, did I mention Booth Babes? I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm oh, sure you are. I'm, I'm <laughs> noticing the uh, more on life motif for the uh, comic. Well, you know, it's kind of the fanboy planet motif, too. I, it, we, unfortunately, store owner Andy Mead I don't think is going to Comic-Con this year. Are you, Andy? He just sat back down well, look on his face, as giving I'm a very saying. puzzled look. Um, What's the sound quality on that? <laughs> You'll know in a little bit. <laughs> Andy just ripped us through the fourth wall. Oh, he ripped us through the fourth wall and has been distracted by a phone call and a lemon fruit pie. <laughs> Simultaneously. So, uh, there we go. So that's... Uh, we're, it thrills me to have that phone answered that way. Fanboy Planet. So <laughs> We'll edit that out later. Yeah, no, we won't. Oh, that's, okay. This is an on-the-fly thing. Okay. You know, if, you're going, if you're getting this through iTunes, you're getting what you paid for. This is the free stuff, people. Uh, so anyway, the video games is the big thing for me, but the movies and uh, and the comics and uh, you know whatever weird TV stuff comes up. I'm hoping there's some bizarre Doctor Who you know conflagration. There's always a big Star Wars thing, which is more Michal's uh, thing. He's flying in from Japan. So he is going to make it excellent. He is flying in from Japan. He will actually be staying. At, should I tell people this? Uh, he'll be staying at the Horton Plaza uh, because he's a member of the 501st Legion. Oh, right. Yes, yes. so apparently yeah, his friends it. among the stormtroopers have given a, have uh, offered him a hotel room in the Horton. So Actually, let me add one thing to my list. I want more on planet to follow Michelle. <laughs> more on planet. You're merging. More, more on planet. Uh, it's more than a life. It's a world. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So That could be done. That would be an adventure. Yeah. Exciting. Anybody on this week's comics? Anybody uh, uh, I had a chance to read anything yet? Mine are sitting right up there, so glowing, <laughs> taunting. They are taunting, taunting indeed. I read stuff this week. What did you read this yes. week, Andy? Well, let's hear. What's your pick of the week? Very excited. So we're not supposed to act like we're talking to a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> There's that fourth wall again. Would you just talk? <laughs> Have a conversation. Put the, the damn specter. fruit pie away, Steve. <laughs> Speak to the specter. I just want to make sure I know what we're doing. I'm, you know. <laughs> oh, man. And he walked away before we could actually decide what his uh, pick of the week is. I think this should be something that Andy gets to do. Uh, it is his store, after all. Uh, <laughs> 
which wasn't bad? 52. 52. Uh, from a distance, probably too great a distance for this microphone to, uh, you know, because this, the, the store is, what, 2,000 feet deep, and he's in the back right now. Uh, <laughs> but this week's 52 uh, is uh, wasn't bad. So he's putting... Uh, this week's yeah, that's not my pick of the week, though. There's probably going to be Shaolin Cowboy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they finally... Shaolin Cowboy. Shaolin Cowboy came out. Um, There's still making that book? The Miss Marvel was sort of... Okay, that it was. I, I found it a little bit confusing to buy annually. <laughs> jumping back and forth between mm-hmm. worlds. Um, the Dorothy came out and had a nice Dorothy shot in it. <laughs> Dorothy number six. Three. Uh, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Is it page three? I think so. Oh, dear Lord. I'll tell you what I was disappointed with, though. Okay, tell us. Um, last week's Brew Baker's Uncanny X Men was Which really good. Yes, it was. thought that was really well done. It was the Fanboy Planet Spotlight book of the week, yeah. This week's X-Men... Not as good. Not as good. I was a little disappointed because I thought maybe they would be, it would be up to page six. I see. So, uh, and uh, Adam has kindly brought yeah, the I'd Dorothy like, number six for... I'd like to point out that uh, fanboyplanet.com is the only place where they earmark the Dorothy <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't be bothered with reading but would like to spend some quality time drooling. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, this week's X-Men 188 with uh, written by Mike Carey, art by Chris Bocciolo, was not up to the snuff of last week's Uncanny X-Men. No. And it, it's disappointing because of... Are you sure that's how you say his name? Bocciolo? Bocciolo? I'm not sure. He can be Kellogg. Bacalo? You think it's Bacalo? Something like that, yeah. Bacalao? Oh, that, I'm sorry, that's uh, Portuguese trout. Yeah. All right, so go. Portuguese um, cod, Bacalao. His, yeah. his artwork has evolved since, say, he did Death, the High Cost of Living. Mm-hmm. His artwork has, has evolved and changed uh, from when he was doing steampunk, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was amazing. I thought the artwork fit really well. The same style of artwork doesn't work for me in X-Men. It hasn't worked since he came on the book. Um, and now the the story just doesn't seem as strong either, and it's not fitting the artwork. So the artwork's not fitting the title itself. It doesn't fit the characters. The writing's not being written for the artist. Mm-hmm. The, the writing and the art don't match. Yeah. So it's like I don't know what he's doing on that book. He's he's making it less enjoyable. Well, wasn't he? Uh, was a Generation X. That's yeah. like he became a big fan favorite for that. I think that yeah. gave him the impetus to be, uh, be able to launch Steampunk. So and he is, he was. Uh, correct, that. he was one of my favorite artists. Um, and like I said, I thought the Steampunk stuff was great. Okay. But uh, yeah, big disappointment. Big, big disappointment. Especially from the stellar performance on Canny was. Yeah. Which so was one book to buy, one yeah. book not to buy. So right. If you, if you can only buy one X Men book this month, we'll buy Astonishing. <laughs> okay, and Brew Baker's knocked out by Joss Whedon. Sorry, but that's that's okay. We all understand that. I mean, that's kind of a given. That's kind of a given. So. If you only have buy one, the fact. can only buy one aside from astonishing. Yes. <laughs> if you only buy Brew one Baker, book that's not it. astonishing, yeah. let it be the Brew Baker because yeah, there's still yeah. there's still a dozen other titles to ignore in oh, the X family. Name something that name something that Brew Baker's done in the last year or two years or something that hasn't been any good. That's true. It's quite a challenge. It's not because Brubaker's. This this may be controversial. Go ahead. Well, then <laughs> say something controversial. Um, but Brubaker is the best writer Marvel has right now. Hmm. You shut your mouth. <laughs> no, Are you sure that's how you pronounce it. You sure it's not Brubaker? I think okay. it's Brubaker. It's Brubaker. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> he's he's he prefers ED. No knock no knock against the stuff that Ben is is doing or done. 
Um, I think his new Avengers is consistently good week after or month after month or whatever it is. But he's not touching Brubaker. Uh, I beg to differ. I think that late at night they are touching each other, but that's just a, a different thing. Hey, hey, keep it's it some, clean. It's keep something it clean. Bendis told me. <laughs> that might be your conversation. It's actually an aside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can, can anyway. I say something even more controversial? And I'm going to have to disagree and say Bendis is losing it, but that's just my casual thing. I like Brubaker stuff, but I'm losing so, it. So, Bendis. so you're not Brian, racist. that was long. That was long. Yeah. We still love you. No, anyway. no, I've, I've, I've seen him in person. I no affiliation. The merger is off. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Bendis fan, but lately, you, ever since the, the Ronin thing, I'm a little bummed out. So, hmm. well, Ronin, Ronin was obviously him trying to fix leaks. Mm. Yeah. You know, he thought he was so clever, and he said, oh, it's, you know, everybody figured out it was Daredevil, and he said, well, okay, so it can't be Daredevil. I'll make it Electra. And everybody says, oh, well, if it's not Daredevil, it's obviously Electra. And he goes, oh, uh, okay, I'll make it... Uh, Echo. No one's ever going to get Echo. Because <laughs> no one read David Max Daredevil. Nor did anyone realize that Echo had such man hands. So, uh, <laughs> or arms. Or, or, yeah. If Venice, yeah. If Venice had balls, it would have been the Taskmaster. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. I know Venice likes the Taskmaster. Put the Taskmaster in the new Avengers. Make him a anti-good guy or something. But he's already in Moon Knight now, so... Horribly drawn, I might yes. add. Was that Rob Lee Felder? No, that's oh. David Finch. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, Lord. I think... Okay, you know what? My... Oh, I'm looking forward to a Comic-Con now is introducing Long to David Finch and then backing away slowly with my camera running. Is he a big man? I haven't seen him. Uh, all I, he's bald and he has that grin of a psycho. So I, think I, I thought, I, I literally thought he was trying to trying to emulate Stephen Platt. Wow, that's a blast from the right, past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Prophet from the Image Days. Right. Yeah. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight yeah. covers, yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, Stephen Fly, so we're talking about Moon Knight. He was the guy that did Moon Knight. No, sure. No, he read that. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everybody's seen the covers. In fact, the old Moon Knight issues are going up in value right now because the new Moon Knight is, is taking off. Tell me, Andy, are those old Moon Knight issues available here at <laughs> FanboyPlanet.comics? I have some signed yeah. Stephen Platt Moon Knights uh, sitting in my storage that I'll bring in for... You know, someone comes in looking for them. All right, good. So, yes. Say, wait a minute. Hold on. Let, let me. Did I say they're going up in value? I meant to say they're going up in price. price. <laughs> <laughs> I, see no, I see no evidence. I see no evidence of anybody actually buying them. <laughs> but you've seen the price. But I've seen the prices go up. Yeah. You've seen the prices go up. Yeah. So, there we go. There we go. Uh, all right. I, you know, I'm two weeks behind in my comics, so I'm, oh. I need to catch up. But uh, I, I will say that I'm looking forward to Civil War Three, which didn't come this week, right? Uh, yeah. Frontline came, Frontline came out. Frontline, okay. Civil and War Three. But if, if I can say something, I have been a op- opponent, op- opponent of Civil War, opponent. and uh, I finally read number two. And as much as, as much as I hated the Spider-Man reveal thing, that issue was very well written. So I will go back on my my hatred for, to give them a shot, to give them a chance. But I still think right now with the whole Spider-Man thing, they might as well start writing the death of Peter Parker. Was, I think that's the next logical step. Or the death of Mary Jane, because that's that's probably coming. Yeah. The Green Goblin's gonna have these for the The whole the whole Civil War storyline is built and seeds. Agree. Except for the fact I gotta agree with Lon. I think it's very very well written. Uh, yes. He's not happy with what. If you buy the premise, if you buy the 
and the thing is, so you get you get you get Bendis, you know, who knows how to tell a story, going and playing catch up with New Avengers because that last New Avengers issue, the only thing, I mean, I'm sure maybe he probably had it planned for like months ago, but that New Avengers issue, the only thing that did was go back and fix some of the problems with Captain America behaving the way he was behaving. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because yeah. I read that and I said, well, maybe Captain America's not acting so unbelievable. So what they need to do is they need to go back and find out all the problems of the Civil War and then have Bendis go back and retroactively fix it. Well, you know, and that's funny, too, because like I, I felt that Illuminati was like... I was not looking forward to Civil War at all, but Illuminati really piqued my interest. Yeah, that made sense. As it did. laying the groundwork for Civil War, it did. It did. I thought that was uh, really good. Um, much more sense than House of M. Gardens. <laughs> now does anybody Well there goes that dream day with Joe Casada <laughs> It's okay He's never been particularly friendly to me anyway but, uh, Joe for Derek. It's not going to start this year The number one thing you hear When you own a comic book store The number one thing You know I used to have comics But my mom threw them yeah. away mm-hmm. Every single person that finds out I'm in a, own a comic book store Tells me that story And you know what your mom didn't throw away good stuff. She threw away garbage that wasn't going to be worth anything, anyways. Yeah. I used to have the Mego boxes for my action figures, but my mom threw those away. So, Is it you know, Mego or Mega? I thought it was Mega. Mego. I, I don't know. <laughs> so you keep looking at me like you're running out of time. No, no, no. no. I'm just checking with the time. Just if we had Rick's equipment. <laughs> Actually, he's podcasting from his head right now. <laughs> he has a PDA that can, like, I know. Have you seen that thing? Wow. <laughs> the fatal flaw in podcasting from here is Andy is involved. <laughs> Telling you about things that he's seen and done that have nothing to do with comics, but with people that are walking in and out of here. The Howard Stern Show. We're not there. Jack Adler. <laughs> so, uh, let's go to D.C. Go to DC, which will have the I huge booth. Fifty-two. You love fifty-two. I love fifty-two. I'm that's gross in it. You know, I thought I was going to hate it because I hate these weekly things that try to get my money. But I've just been reading it and loving it. So let me ask you a question: you do? Yes. What's the last weekly thing oh, all kinds that of came out? Yeah. Good point. I don't know. Well, I mean, they do their little weekly. Uh, you know, they go weekly for their specials, but they only do it for. Uh, a couple weeks, right? And this one's going for a whole year, or what? Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know the last weekly thing I remember? Dark, Dark Horse. Oh, that's right. Dark Horse did Dark Horse Weekly. Dark Horse, uh, the, the, the Dark Horse... Uh, but it was an anthology. Then they introduced their content. It was a different title. Um, there was Marvel Comics Spotlight. I thought this was yeah. I thought this was quite possibly the most ambitious project I ever had heard of. Um, as a retailer, it scared the crap out of me. Because I have to order the first eight before I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially with the first issue, it, I mean, it was it was interesting, but it was just hard to really kind of see how they were going to structure it. It just seemed very scattered. But it's, it's just it's phenomenal. It's really well. I had the the luck of you know because I'm always behind on my books. I had a stack. I had four or five of them before I dug into them, and so it just read real nice. So, but now I can see where it's going weekly. I'm I'm tearing through them and going done already. So yeah, yeah I didn't say anything. Complain they're too short. I understand. Hey, I'm doing a book every week. It just well, that's because the end shows up too quick. Yeah, anybody had a problem with the art shifting wildly from. Plotline to plotline. Not at all. Because some people really, do. Didn't really notice it okay. too much. So, Good. yeah. Um, I don't. Let's see the storylines that are going on. I'm intrigued about them on the other planet. Yeah. That's um, the question storyline with Montoya. Yeah. I think. I think DC missed a really 
really good opportunity to make Montoya the Batwoman. Mm. I think they missed that on purpose, though. I don't know. But, I mean, I would agree with you. That's who I would have expected to become the Batwoman. Look, I care about Montoya. I like Montoya as a character. I've been reading her since, you know, the, the Gotham <coughs> Central. I, I would... I don't. Who's this new character? I don't care about her. Right, but who's Batwoman going to get it on with? Who cares? No, who, ca- who cares who Batwoman's going to get it on with? <laughs> I was wondering where he was going with <laughs> Remember the moral life. And what uh, Lon is hoping to find is if we can find a woman at Comic-Con dressed as Montoya and, and another dressed as Batwoman, Lon's going to pass out. Frankly, right. I think it's... Yeah. 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 There is. Bring this smell. An unnamed source in D.C. suggested that... Maybe Montoya still ends up as Batwoman. I would well, not be surprised well, by that. Here's the thing that I like that they're doing with the Montoya character is that they're doing this move Ooh. to <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> uh, he, he does have a name. <laughs> well, are you sure? Okay, let's wrap this up. Andy's starting to make sense to me. <laughs> it's a sad sentence. No, I like the fact that they're leaving her face visible more to get you involved in that. Because they're definitely shifting this from the the white standard heroes to heroes of more diversity. And and Montoya is definitely a step in. Uh, Don't put your thumb down. I just think that it's a good move to give you some time to grow with the character and and get involved. I agree with with what you're saying about them leaving the... The, the, the map the, map. Yeah. The, the whole part about the diversity this is diversity for diversity's sake it's not diversity for storytelling's sake right the story didn't flow the story didn't flow into the Adam becoming Asian um, they just said let's make the Adam Asian and then write well, a story well see that's I <laughs> have make that woman that. a lesbian yeah. Yeah. let's write a story about it let's but make fire but, but if you don't make that kind of arbitrary decision from above how is that diversity going to come in I mean everybody attacks Judd Winnick for these Yes. You know, like you, the characters are always—I shouldn't say always—but it is often he's got he's got a lot of diversity in there, which reflects the world that yes, Judd Winnick from the real world lives in. Wasn't one of his characters a purple dinosaur? Was one of Judd Winnick's characters a purple dinosaur? And could Adam? Adam, could you bulk over and take him down? He turned into a purple dinosaur. It was a little boy in Barry Reno. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, so there's diversity. What's more diverse than a purple dinosaur? But. Uh, we're black, we're white. The, but but there you go. So people have, have accused uh, him of you know kind of forcing this diversity in, and so I don't know what is a good way organically to do it other than to just decide. Okay, the Adams Chinese and not Chinese American, which I thought was kind of interesting yeah. that he's actually from China. So uh, well, nice touch. I, I I would argue that the the potential for Montoya becoming Batwoman is a more organic example of how to do that because she came directly out of this series that we had followed mm-hmm. and she's now progressing into that I, and she's a minority like three minorities yes she's like the whole package <laughs> three well where's the third she's actually? Hispanic she's a woman and she's well, a, there you go, yes. I guess one's not a minority <laughs> well good thing Andy's already married because otherwise ladies my gosh are you missing a package they're not treated that way okay yes 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 Oh, and, she, and, she's a, and she's a lesbian. No. You need to hire him as a publicist, dude. <laughs> yeah, bailed up by Rick at the last second, uh, interrupting his own cyber podcast in order to break in and save hours. I got this on so we'll ring. He's the only curious one now. If we could put one on Steve, we'd be in great shape. Uh, the thing is, it's like... 
she she turns in she turns into Batwoman. So yeah, that's the that's the situation you're talking about. Them just bring in a Batwoman, of course, and then they bring in like the most white waspiest Batwoman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really like, a wasp woman. Yes. Doesn't doesn't she have a, an illiterate name too? Like uh, she's Kathy Kane. Who was? And this is the reason they did it is because pre-crisis, Kathy Kane was Batwoman, oh, and but she was not a lesbian then. What is Black Adam? Minority. She's extremely uh, Middle Eastern. She does represent only one percent of the public. What is what is Black, Black Adam? Adam? He's Middle Eastern. He's Arab. He's Arab. Yeah. He's Egyptian, but even but Kandak, which is like Iraq. Right. Yeah, so he's he's considered. Yeah. I don't know. If we consider Black Adam to be a hero, right? Which is the, kind of interesting. That, I, I, uh, we I don't know Black Adam story. We do not know what to Black think Adam of Black Adam. Because once really again. Just the vision of Black Adam scares the living crap out of me. But well, and that's another interesting thing, considering the climate of the day. I mean, and and the fact that Black Adam is such a prominent character in '52 is pretty compelling. I, I think they're doing a really great job. Of I think it. while some people have their issues with Jeff Johns, I got to say he did an amazing job of of making that yeah. character very complex. Yeah, yeah. Let me counterpoint that. But doesn't anybody? I enjoy it too. I like the Black Adam thing. But doesn't anybody see the Black Adam stepping into the whole Submariner role? Kind of, uh, you know, it's well, have pointed ears. Yeah, sure, they both have yeah. pointed ears, and they're both saying, "My country is most important. Screw all you other guys. Well, I'm going to protect my country." One lives in the desert. Oh, it's easy to do. They're nothing alike. <laughs> one's in the water. One's in the desert. <laughs> I'm just saying. They both fly. They both. No, they both float. He's, with really, he's Johnny Bates. There you go. He looks like Johnny Bates. <laughs> Johnny Bates is the most scariest character ever created. Did you finish that? I finished that. that oh my God! So Steve just finished. Steve just finished Olympus. Uh, Miracle Man Olympus uh, by Neil Gaiman. But I, I yes. do agree with you. There is there are touches of Namor, definitely. Yeah. All right. Can well, I, can I ask one more. Oh, yeah. Ask one more question, then we'll get a table because uh, I got to go to <laughs> Little Man. Right? I'm so embarrassed. What? You yeah, I got to go see Man? Wayans Brothers film. <laughs> you got any extra tickets? I'm yes. Totally want to go to Little Okay, Man. come with me. Sweet. Lon and I are going to the movies right? after this. Nice. Maybe. Anyway, go ahead. Um, real fast. One of the first scenes you and we had emailed about this was. Uh, you didn't like the way they were taking uh, Ralph Dib- Dib- Dibney. Yeah, and, uh, I have not been happy with Ralph Dibney seeming uh, suicidal at the beginning of yeah. in, of fifty two. I could see that happening. At the end of Identity Crisis, the point was he was going to be okay. Well, there's different stages of grief, so maybe he was having his, you know, as I'm okay with it now, and then he breaks down a little bit, and now he's he's found reason to be detective again and everything else. But my question that I want to bring up that's. The first step yeah. is denial. That is true. So, yeah. so but the the, the the thing I wanted, I was curious about was there's a scene in uh, 52 number one where he puts a gun in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he put his mouth. Bad yeah. form, Derek. You know all, of our, all of our phones rang since this podcast went on. Yes. mine went on first. And mine did yeah, it was nice. Mine is on silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a partner in Fanboy Planet. Most me calling, all right? <laughs> uh, my question is just, uh, he puts, uh, long a long-winded man puts a gun in his mouth, contemplating suicide. My question is... I know what your question is. Is, would not that bullet bounce all around? It does not. No, it would not. And the reason it did not is because... That's my unlike, unlike every other stretchable sleuth, uh, elongated man actually requires drugs. He has to be Ooh. drinking the Gingold in order to be stretchy, and they have made that point in uh, last, last week's issue. 52 or last issue where he says, I'm off the Gingold. I haven't had it in, oh, in a while. So I didn't even know so, that. So, yes. Uh, which, which is something that until 
until that issue, most people have ignored that part yeah. of his personality, that he actually has to drink something to become a long It's like a super energy. It's sort of like a super energy. Yeah, Elastic Lad. Yeah, so Elongated Man and Underdog. Same hero. Hmm. All right.